Welcome to the Young, Fun, and Sober Podcast. I am your host, Blazik, a.k.a. Sober Guy Journal. And I'm Julia, also known as That One Sober Friend on TikTok. Knowing what I know now, I wouldn't change anything except to feel more emotionally slow down. Life's a merry-go-round. Things ain't merry when you're going through the motions, fulfillment, lies, and emotions. So why go through life unavailable? You're unfailable. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Young Fun and Sober Podcast. It is officially spooky season. Spooky season is here. (laughs) Spooky season is here. So Julia had the idea of sharing some horror stories from our drinking days. And I must admit, this was challenging. I, I loved the idea when you texted me it. And then as I started like prepping, I was like, too embarrassed to tell this story, too embarrassed to tell that story. So I don't know that my stories are super specific, <laughs> more just like generalizations. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of the same. Like I have one that's specific, but then I more just have like reoccurring instances that kind of kept happening that I'm not the most proud of though isn't it crazy how just like like I feel like we're pretty open about our like our journey and all but there's just like a lot of things that I did in drinking where I'm like I don't even want to repeat that to myself I think that there's things that I like I mean aside from being like blacked out from alcohol like I even if I did remember them like I blacked out because I was just like so embarrassed and it was just like so cringy that I'm just like my brain is like let's just pretend that didn't even (laughs) happen (laughs) and and no shade on the younger generation but we're still we're millennials we're in that like we're open about things but we're not going to tell you everything (laughs) yeah right you know that's I feel like we're the middle ground there um I do log on TikTok sometimes I'm like damn like good on you for being able to share that because ain't no way I could share that story. Yeah, I know. I've definitely, and, and I think it's a good thing. You know, I think it's a good thing when people are very like transparent um, and I will be proud of them for doing that. But I, yeah, like you're saying, I don't know if I could just like (laughs) lay it all out there like that. I couldn't even like write down the topics of half of these. Like I would think of the story and be like, that would be a good one to share. And I'd be like, but it ain't coming from me. But I can't. (laughs) someone else is going to have to live that story and share it because that one is not coming from me yeah I'll let you kick it off okay cool um so I actually have already told this story on a different podcast that I was um featured on um I was on last drinks podcast um my two friends Will and Mitch they're in they're from Australia um so I if you happen to have listened to that episode, you may have already heard this, so I'm sorry. But for everybody else, um, this is probably like the first time that I really got sick from alcohol. Um, I was always like, my the way that like my body functions is like, I don't usually, sorry, this is going to be very like graphic, but I'll try to keep it as PG as possible. It's going to be a rough episode. (laughs) This is going to be very, very rough. Um, So like, I wouldn't usually like puke. I wouldn't vomit. If I, if I was going to, that would happen like the next morning, but it, it didn't, it didn't usually happen at night. Um, And that was awful because like sometimes I think that I would have been better off with like 
getting some of the alcohol out of me instead of like passing out and sleeping with it, just like sitting in my stomach and then waking up feeling like absolute death. I just pause um, that real quick. Like, what the fuck were we doing? Like, listen to what you just said. My rationale of like, <laughs> like we're talking just, about like, thrown up and then it would have like left my system. Like, no girl, maybe you should have just not drank it in the first place. And then you wouldn't be <laughs> in that situation. But we've all been there, but it's just like looking back, you know, it's just funnier when it's like, we don't drink. And then it's like, oh, what time should we puke? what's the (laughs) ideal timeline yeah awful so this story happened probably when I was I want to say I was like somewhere around 16 maybe I was 15 but I think I was around 16 also I'm probably going to tell my mom to like not listen to this episode because you know she thought I was like spending the night at someone's house I'm sure but anyways allegedly here yeah yeah So around this time, I, so I had like my main group of friends. And then I also, that I knew from like elementary school, I had that group of girlfriends. Then I also had another group of friends in high school and my like one best friend in that group. She's, she's still my best friend to this day. And we still hang out all the time. And she lives like 10 minutes from me. Um, but, and those were like my two main groups that I would hang out with, like throughout my high school career I don't know what happened but for some reason like when this story happened I started hanging out with this very random group of people that were I don't know how to like say this and they were just like they liked getting into trouble like they just they they were troublemakers and they had like no and I'm very like disciplined and like I listen to authority (laughs) and like I'm not you know I don't really question that much but for some reason I went through this season of my life in high school where I was like hanging out with these people and you know they loved to drink they loved to smoke weed they loved to smoke cigarettes and me and my those two other group of friends we would do that but it was like it wasn't like every time we hung out together we were doing that kind of thing but I started hanging out with these people and the one like main girl, she was kind of like, I don't want to say like the leader of the group, but she sort of was just because her, her mom, I'm pretty sure she like worked weird shifts so that she wasn't home at night. Um, So we had the house to ourselves, me and just like 15 other kids that are also like 15, 16, 17. And there was this one night where, Oh, and then, when it comes to that group of friends in that house, we would always hang out at, it was about two blocks from like one of my best friends place, the girl that I said, I'm still best friends with. And she lives 10 minutes away from me. So I would kind of like hang out at that house, but then end up spending the night at like my actual best friend's place. And there's this one night I had this plan of, um, I was going to like buy a bottle of Smirnoff so cringy even like saying that like a fifth of Smirnoff and me and this other girl we were gonna split it (laughs) we thought that was a great idea me and this other I was probably what like 90 pounds at the time she was probably same thing so that was our game plan and from what I understand a lot of this is like people telling me what happened like because I don't really remember um but I I go to this party and 
I think that I was the one that majority, like drank the majority of the bottle, which is just insane to me. Like, was I trying to give myself a death sentence? Yes, apparently I was. And um, I think that I subconsciously knew like I was, something was about to go down. Like I was, I was about to get sick. I was not feeling well. And I remember calling my best friend and being like, I'm, I'm going to come to your house. And she was kind of surprised, like, like this early, like you're okay. Sure. Yeah. Like you can, cause she knew I was going to crash there. <laughs> Someone told me that they did not see me walking or running to my best friend's house. They saw me sprinting like absolute sprinting to my best friend's house because apparently I knew like I was, I was about, I was about to get sick. There were two of our guy friends that was at the same house party, but they were also good friends with um, my best friend's brother. So they, they were kind of like following behind me. Cause they were like, my best friend might need backup with, yeah. like, like, with Julia. So then the only other memories I have is like my head just being like in a toilet and then like my hair being like pulled back. Didn't know who was doing that. Didn't know who I was with. Like I had just, it was very, very blurry. And apparently a few more hours go by. I wake up and I'm in I'm I'm at my best friend's place. I'm like sitting up, which is like, thank God my friends did that. I'm sitting up, but I have, I have puke like all over the front side of me. It's all in my hair. I am just a absolute, this is literally a horror story. Like, it's like, I'm, this is like out of a horror movie. And I'm like, what the hell happened? What did I do? So I go downstairs into the basement because that's where like all of us would sleep and stuff like that. And everyone's still awake. Like those two guys that came over, like the brother, my best friend, like they're all downstairs watching a movie. I come downstairs and I'm like, what happened? They're like, oh my God, you're alive. I was like, yeah. And apparently like this all had only gone down like a few hours earlier. They thought I was going to sleep it off for a lot longer is basically what they were saying. And then the worst part of it was like, okay, like, yeah, like you got sick, like we helped you. Um, Those two guys were like trying to put your hair in a ponytail and like totally failed. But my friend was saying like, like Julia, like that was low-key really scary because you weren't just throwing up, like you were foaming at your mouth. There was like white foam starting to come out of your mouth. And I was like, okay what does that mean and she was like you had alcohol poisoning I was like oh great (laughs) so then for the next like I don't know maybe two years I got the nickname foam master sometimes they would call me like foam master 4000 so foam master (laughs) 1000 I'd get that all the time so yeah sometimes they'll still like bring that up and we'll we'll tell that story and like it's funny now but I just can't believe that, like, I, A, put myself in that situation. But then, B, like, worst case scenario, if something really bad happened to me, like, if I died, I can't believe that I would put 
my friends and like those people that were also there, like in that type of like horrible situation where they, you know, we were all kids. Like, you know, I don't, I don't blame them for like, you know, not calling 911 or like not taking me to a hospital because we were all scared. Right. And so I'm, I'm very thankful, obviously that like, it's just a funny story that we can like laugh about now. But yeah, when they told me that that had happened, I was like, shit, Julia. And it's like, for what, when I look back on those, like constantly, you know, like those types of nice nights, it's like, for what, like, what what was the, what was the best thing that could have happened? (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know, like, as I grew up, like into my like middle and later twenties, I definitely got better at like moderating and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, back in, back in high school, I I had such a hard time with the moderation thing. And I think that's because like, when you start drinking that decision-making part of your brain, very much. So it starts to either turn off completely or not work as well as it's supposed to. So nothing exists outside of the moment really. Right. Like, right. So that's, that's, there's no before there's no after. Yeah. yeah, That's the beauty of it in a way. Like, right. It's like, Oh, nothing actually exists besides the present. I'm a monk now. Like it feels how it should feel, but, but it's a trick. It's not real. Yeah. It's, it's twisted. It's very twisted and it's not reality. And I just, Oh, I felt like such a dick after, like, I was just like, why did I, why did I put my friends in such an awful situation? And then also why did I drink myself to the point of like actually being on the verge of like something really bad? So it's just like we watched Jersey shore and like, I just wanted to do that. I don't know. Like, cause that was before I started drinking that Jersey shore came out and I was like, that just looks so cool. Like, they just look like they have the coolest life. And I mean, well, it's because like, I feel like, you know, the industry of alcohol, like big alcohol, they really, really do a good job of like romanticizing that type of lifestyle. Yeah. And like that type of that type of drinking on the weekends. And that's what your like later 20 or sorry, later teens and early twenties is like supposed to look like. And so I didn't really, it didn't even like cross my mind at the time to like not drink period. It was just like, Oh, I need to just drink less. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, (laughs) yeah. Like I think everyone is terrified of, of, abstinence or however you would say it like moderation is like the only option it seems <laughs> until you've like which literally is, just had enough you know which is funny because it's like that next morning um obviously so like when I went downstairs and I like talked to them for a little while and then like I I needed to like clean myself up obviously Ugh. then I went to sleep and then the next day when I like when I actually woke up for the next day I was just like all I kept thinking about was then like I wish I just didn't even take a sip in the first place. That's all I could think about for the whole next day. Um, Just kind of like what you were saying, like what was the, the point in that? And I think that, you know, 
it took me many, 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 many years to realize that I was running from my emotions for years of my life. And then it, they, we can't get rid of our emotions. It's just not, that's just not the way that it works. It's just, they're going to morph itself into different ways. And when you start to bring substance into it, that's when things can get like super messy and scary. So. Yeah. 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 We're just running the only way we know how. And, and like, it doesn't feel like running at the time either. It just feels like letting go or letting go of steam. And like, and that's, that's how it's phrased to us. Yeah. 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 All right. I guess I'll share my cringe story. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, don't make me feel alone. It just feels so stupid. It's just like, this is just an example of like a personality that comes out when it's it's just like not my personality at all. But like when I drink, I just for some reason think like, this isn't even like a common personality I have. It was just like that night, I felt like being a little shit. And mm-hmm. so it was, it was college freshman year, um, ended up at a house party. Like, you know, in college, like you people just like walk into, you know, like one friend's like, Hey, come to this house. And then like, yeah, people, it just very builds, like open right? door yeah. policy. Yeah. Yeah. So the party's going, it's getting later. And like, we realized that the person that's hosting the party uh, went to like our rival high school. And it's like, we had like a lot of basketball, like, like rivalry. So there's like three guys from that school and like, everything's going cool. We're like kind of rehashing the old days, but in a fun way. And then like one guy was like, he like just said something like snippy. And like, I just knew like something in my brain was like, I can get under this guy's skin. Like, and I don't know why, like that was my, I don't know what made me want to do that, but like he, it was almost like, Oh, like you want to start this, like I'll finish this thing. (laughs) So I just remember like making like comments and just like, we were kind of like bickering, but it was like kind of funny, but also like kind of personal you could tell there was this like underlying vibe and like kind of everyone was like feeling that in a weird way. And then um, like, you know, two hours after that, like everyone's really drunk. I just like, oh, I just like cringe. So I don't even want to say out loud what I'm about to say. Like, it's just so hard to say, but it's just like, we I were, told you that I was foam master 4,000. So you have I to know, say it. but I just like, I feel like it's like a reflection of my personality, but it's like my, I guess my like, old drunk personality but it's just like we were both like kind of hitting on the same girl that night and I remember like um saying something about like oh like are you are you like mad that like I came into the Heston house and like took your girl or something like that something along those lines and I remember he shoved me down this like we were at a staircase at the top of a staircase and he shoved me down the staircase and I went like down like a full flight of stairs. And I remember I like sprained my, my hand or my wrist, but I was like so fucked up that I would just like kept talking shit. And this is like towards the end of the party where like, there are not many people there anymore. And then uh, like the whole crew kind of like, like, I don't know where my crew went. Like, they were probably like, dude, we should get out of here. And I probably was like, you guys go. I could see it kind of going down that way. Cause they wouldn't just mm-hmm. like leave me unless I told them to. Right. Um, 
And then I just remember like getting like pushed outside and then pushed out into the yard and then like them starting to like kick me in the yard. Like, yeah, like I was, I was like kind of getting jumped and just like out of a movie, like out of nowhere, I see these guys like get shoved off of me and like, boom. And I like look up and it's two kids from my, like my high school was three hours away from this place. I look up and it's two kids from my high school. They didn't even know it was me. They like, they were just saw some kid getting jumped and they like came in and then they were like, Blazik? And I was like, what's up? And then it just turned into like a whole like kind of fight. And it's just like, just cause like I was drunk and snippy and like no reason to like say any of that. Not even like my personality to say that kind of stuff. Um, but just like so cringe looking back. So cringe. Well, and also like, sorry to go back to like the staircase thing. Like that's how people die is like getting yeah. pushed down a flight of stairs. Like that's not, you know, know, I'm sure that guy didn't necessarily like mean that in the no. moment. But I think that when we when we drink, we're not realizing like how dangerous some of our actions are. Like when we see... I'm sure you've seen those videos of people like jumping out off of balconies onto like a table so that the table breaks. Yes. I'm like, dude, if you maybe slide off that table and then instead of it being like the side of you, it's, it's your neck that's hitting Mm -hmm. the ground first. Like that can go from really funny and like kind of crazy and like YOLO to like, yeah oh no, like someone is seriously injured and like the party's over and like, this is now, this is now going to change everything. Yeah. I mean, controversial guy, but Joe Rogan, whether you like him or not, he's a trained black belt martial artist to the highest level. He could like beat the shit out of almost everyone. And he always talks about like how, if like anything happens to like him or his family in public, like, their first thing is like run. Like he doesn't care if like someone squares up to his family, he's going to run because he's Mm -hmm. like, you just don't understand. Like if I have to defend my family, like, and not just because I'm a trained martial artist, but like I can kill somebody you can kill. Like if you punch somebody and they fall on the concrete and die, now you're like going to prison. (laughs) Right. defending yourself or not like that's gonna have to kind of that's kind of a coin flip right like you killed someone yeah yeah and alcohol is telling like what we were just saying earlier like alcohol is telling us that there's no before and there's no after there's just now and it's like okay but no there are consequences to our actions and yeah I think I think about it all all the time like you know for some reason there is this like weird complex of like dudes in college and defending themselves. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like if you're six inches taller and 50 pounds bigger than this other dude, you hitting him to make a point. Like, yeah, like it can, it can literally go from like you just like kind of being an asshole to like, you facing time yeah you can <laughs> like kill that. somebody like you're yeah. kind of like leaving like boom you hit them now it's up to how they fall like yeah if you go to prison or not <laughs> like if they fall the wrong way you can yeah and it's like that's i worked at a bar you worked at a bar 
it's like drunk fights are happening like once a night like if not multiple times a night in a bar I remember that always going down like and sometimes they would be scary like sometimes it's just like okay like they're kind of they're kind of waiting for the bouncer to come break it up you know like they're I think everyone's been in a fight where they're like someone better break like come on someone break this up before I actually have to throw a punch Um, right right but then there's fights where it's like I remember 10 dudes like five on each side you know and like there's everyone holding them back and they're trying to rip through people. And it's like, those people are trying to, I mean, even to take it further, I remember once at at the bar that I worked at, it got taken outside. A guy like, they were like, let's fight outside. Guy grabbed a gun right in his stomach. Boom. Just shot. And it's like, I was just going to say like, you don't know, especially these days, like you don't know what people have on them. You don't know if it's mm -hmm. a gun. You don't know if it's a knife. You don't know if it's, whatever it may be. And you don't know if they're trained in martial arts. Like that's a thing that's pretty common now. Like, and they can't yeah, like, you easily. And like, even, you know, I've heard of straw. I, I can't even like pinpoint exactly like who this would be, but like, I've heard of stories of like, you know, girls telling their boyfriend that some dude hit on them just to like get a reaction out of mm the dude that they want the reaction out of and then okay I actually like do know a specific story where this happened but I'm going to try to keep it as vague as possible like that that type of situation happened I don't know if the girl actually ended up getting hit on or not but like yeah the dude the boyfriend like pulled a knife out on the other guy and then he got um like blacklisted from like all the parties and get togethers and whatnot on campus and and that's like so insane on so many levels like one it's crazy to try and get that reaction too it's like if my girlfriend told me that I would be like how's he supposed to know that like I mean unless he went like too far you know but it's like if he just came and approached you and talked to you like how's he supposed to know that you have a boyfriend like well that's you thinking rationally people yeah yeah people are so insecure like (laughs) What the fuck, you know? When you when you drink alcohol, it's like your rationale just goes completely. At least and you I feel mean, like I know for me, I felt I like I had to prove defense. something sometimes too. Like, you know, God, what a mess! What a what fucking mess. mess! Like, I remember being at a. This is kind of a horror story. Just like a stupid, embarrassing, cringe thing. This is like this is airing it out. What the episode's all about? I know. I can barely tell these stories. They're so embarrassing. It's just like I remember my ex like loved G Easy, which is like cool. We all like G Easy, right? But she would just like would take it a little far sometimes. Like okay, like I'm still your boyfriend, you know? Like he's a real person. (laughs) Like yeah. Sometimes I hate that people like can't divide like celebrity and real person. You know, it is like a little pet peeve of mine. I don't like when like people talk like, Oh, like I would have sex with like, Hey, it's a real person, you know? Um, right. They're not like a, they're not some type of like God or yeah. goddess or they're human beings just like we are. Yeah. Yeah. And I just remember being at a concert with her and she was like, just getting like way too like into like, you know, like, okay, this is getting weird. Like you're being a total mm-hmm. fangirl with me right here. I just remember I got like yeah. so upset that I like, I was like 21 at the time. I just like had to leave the concert and it's like, 
drunk or sober me would have been like, this is whack, but like, we'll just talk about it tomorrow. Like I yeah. had to leave the concert. My emotions were like so high. I was just like, this is in, oh, like too much for me to handle. I have a question for you then in mm. situations like this. So how, what are your thoughts on like, what is, what is that phrase again? Um, I always get a flip. No, well, <laughs> um, drunk words are sober thoughts or drunk oh. words are sober actions. I do not do agree with that. think there's truth to that? I, yeah, I don't, I don't. I think I there can so be don't agree truth. with it. Sure. But what's the phrase sober actions are or drunk actions or sober thoughts. Yeah. Or drunk words or sober thoughts. Drunk yeah. words or sober thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I said it's a lot of stupid shit when I was drunk that I do not think is true. Um, especially like when it would come to like being on, you know, if I'm like on a date and I'm like, Oh my God, this is the best girl ever. And then it's like, I'm so I'm like, Oh, I don't have anything in common with her. Like, that's not, a, you know what I mean? That's, that's not a sober thought in a, um, a drunk word, but. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that. What do you, what do you think? I don't agree with it either. And the reason why I think that is because just like now that I know, like all the areas of our brain that like very much so just absolutely start shutting down. I just don't see how like it could be that sinister I guess it's, yeah. I just feel like it's more of like we're, when we're drunk, we're such a like dumbed down version <laughs> of ourselves. We become very like, very like survival mode and like primitive. Like it's just, it, I don't know. Like, I feel like it takes so much of our personality away from us that I don't understand how it could be. I mean, and like you said, there are probably some instances and some truths to it, yeah. but I think more oftentimes than not, that isn't the case. And the more that I look back on things is like, I would hear things that I said, you know, the next day from like another person. And I, I would truly like, not even me just trying to save my ass. Like I would truly be like, I have no idea where that <laughs> came from even yeah. now. Now that I've sobered up, like I have no idea where that came from. I was just so like, not saying emotional is a bad thing. It's not, but I was just like, so extremely oversensitive Me too. and very like, I was, I felt like a ticking time bomb. Like if someone said something that just barely set me over the edge, like I would just explode. Yeah. And what an like exhausting way to live life <laughs> I know what you mean like I, I when I drank like and I almost thought it was beautiful in a way in a way that like my feelings were just amplified so much um again like I've, I've referenced this before but it's just like Drake in that era of music of just like sipping wine getting in your feelings like I miss you like that type of shit it just like was romantic to me it's like he's one of like just that type of vibe. And it's just like those emotions, like they're just so amplified when you're drinking, you know, and like, it is kind of fun to, to romanticize the struggle and to be like, fuck, man, I want to like, I miss her, like all that. But it's just like, it's also like not real. If you were just like sober and went 
roller skated. (laughs) Right, right. Well, and also, okay, with you saying that, I think it totally, with the like drunk words and sober thoughts thing, it just depends on the situation because it's like, yeah, you could have a glass or two of wine and like, yeah, it could be more so just like amplifying whatever Mm. you actually truly feel. But I mean, if you're drinking to the point of like me when I was 16. Oh, yeah. We're we're so, so far past whatever line existed that nothing is amplified. It's just like nothing's there. Like, it's just like everything is wiped clean. And then I'm just trying to survive the night at that point. And like, what? Yeah. I think it sounds great, right? Like it sounds super trendy. It makes a good, it makes an awesome tweet, like the, that phrase, but it's not mm-hmm. like, I would, I've always thought like, I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> cause I've done some stupid shit and said some stupid shit that I for sure don't agree with. Like, I mean, yeah, it just goes to show that like, not everything is black and white like that. It's just, it's just not. Yeah. Like to, I think this is a funny kind of cringe also example of, of uh, like not being true. It's just like, I remember this summer, like when I was struggling a bit, like when I was in Florida, um, like I went to a bar and I had I had some decent sobriety under my belt at that point. But you know, every couple months I was slipping up kind of this spring to summer or every month or whatever. Um and I like went to a bar and by myself and I was talking to these like older people beside me and like I don't know, it was just kind of like fun, right? Like just talking to them. And then I just like they were maybe an hour in, they started getting more comfortable and they were like really talking about like politically what they believe. And they were like very hard right wingers. It was coming out. And like, I was just kind of like entertaining it for him, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, just kind of like, and I'm like, why am I do like, just cause I don't want controversy. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't want like, were you drinking? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was, I was drinking and I was like, just kind of playing into their shenanigans. And it's like, it felt like we were connecting in a, it was weird. It was kind of like, I knew it wasn't like, I knew I was very aware. I only had like two or three beers, like, but you know, I hadn't drank in forever. So it's like, I knew it wasn't me, but like, I felt like this weird connection and, but it's I knew it was connection. fake. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But those were not, you know, like what I'm saying is like, I don't think that way. And I, it's not like I said anything like crazy, but I just like let them kind of talk their right wing talk and like, right. Yeah. You were talking just enough for them to keep talking. Yes. Yes. Where like, yeah. so me would probably be like, you think <laughs> like, you know, kind of, or, or sober, you would just be like, I don't need to waste my time talking to these people. Yeah. I wouldn't be sitting there. That's, that's, yeah. I don't need to make these people comfortable. I don't owe these people anything. I can just go and do whatever I actually want to do. And that just reminded me of like, when I did work in that bar, um, that you previously brought up, there were so many times where like, I was in conversations that like, I would not even be able to bear being in that conversation <laughs> unless I was tipsy and or drunk. Yeah. I feel that. So, yeah. So it's like, and then, and then I would wonder why I felt so 
like emotionally and mentally drained the next day. And it's because like, I don't think people realize, you know, the energy that you're putting out into the world. If you're not, you know, spending time and conversing with people that really very much so like fill your cup back up. Yeah. You're going to feel super deprived and like, yeah. Yeah. And God, I think of just like all the wasted like hours that I spent just like talking to people just to make them comfortable. And it's like, I don't owe you. I don't even know you. I don't don't need to talk (laughs) to you. I don't need to. And that's why I I try to bring this up on on the TikTok as much as I can when it comes to people that, you know, and I, I do believe that social anxiety is a, is a real thing, but I think that sometimes people are um, like misdiagnosing themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think what's actually happening is happening is like, I don't like where I am. I don't like who I'm with. I don't like, maybe I'm not rested. Maybe I'm not fed properly. Maybe I'm not, you know, maybe my social battery ran out for the day. What actually needs to be happening is I need to go home and I need to recharge, but the drinks are telling me that I I can just ignore that natural cue in my body. And then that's why like the next day or two days or three days, we feel so like not ourselves. And it's like, because you, you were trying to pour out of an empty cup, dude. Yeah. That's some good insight. Yeah. Cause like, if you're really hanging out with the right people, it should feel like home. Like, yeah, I, you shouldn't feel like you need the booze. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, in the past eight months, like I started going to a new gym, like with that, it's not a CrossFit, but it's like that. And we've just gotten like, I've kind of found my, my crew in there. And it's like, we work out every day together. You know, we hang out two, three, like probably twice a week outside of the gym. And I had the thought last night, like I was super tired and I just got back home from a wedding and they sent out a text that they were doing like s'mores. And I was like, Oh, I'm like so tired, but like, I'll go there. Cause it like, and cause it feels like home, you know, it's like mm-hmm. that being with that group doesn't really feel like, like effort or it doesn't feel like I'm, I'm like draining my battery. It's like, Oh, these are my people. Like I can be comfortable around these people. Um, yeah. And it's just like effort free. And I was like, damn, that's cool that I like have that, you know, I have like, I have friends like that, but I've never really. Not, it's been a while since I've had like a friend group that's like when we're all together, it feels like that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think that also when you find a good group of friends like that, they don't care if you're like the most outgoing, like talkative, energetic version of yourself. Like they're cool with oh, yeah. you on either type of day that you're having. And I've seen, I've seen people like, either like tweet or like post about things of like, you know, you know that you're like really good friends with someone when you guys can just like sit in silence yeah. and like do your own thing. It's like, cause there's no like show anymore. There's no like performance uh-huh. happening. It's just like, they just know you and you just know them. <sighs> and okay. Like now me thinking back, like I probably got so messed up in like the situation that I talked about in the beginning of the episode, because like I was around people that I was not supposed to be around. Like Mm -hmm. those people did not speak to me. And I probably to a certain extent felt like I needed to kind of turn myself 
into somebody else in order to fit that the narrative of that environment. Yeah. And I couldn't do that with my sober self. And so I didn't, you know, That's... when you're 16, you just want to be included. And so you kind of just like ignore your true feelings, but that's probably what was happening. No, I think like, even though this isn't like super sobriety related, I think we're talking about something important here where it's like, if you, if you feel like, you know, you don't have a great friend group or a community or, um, you know, you can't like truly do kind of what we're talking about where it's like, as far as like just genuinely be yourself or like not even talk around friends. Like, I think that's worth seeking out. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of be effort. You know, we made a, we made a podcast about meeting people in sobriety. It's going to be effort for sure. Um, but I don't think like, I think it's so worth it. Like just being able to have those people that, that you can feel like home with. Like, I think it's so nice, especially like the past, I don't know if fucking 10 years of my life, I've been pretty damn introverted, like where I just kind of like isolate myself and, think I'm a genius for doing it because <laughs> like it's like oh I think a lot and that makes me philosophical and you know that kind of shit <laughs> um but it's nice to it's nice to just have people that that you can be comfortable around and and it feels like home yeah and like honestly I mean when I woke up the next day after that whole situation you know it took a lot of effort and a lot of energy to, to sit in that like guilt and shame mm. for the next like couple of days. So it's like, you're going to be, you're forcing discomfort on yourself. Like either way, yeah. I wish, I wish that I would have just done it in like the more healthy way of like, yeah. I need to be, I mean, at the time I did, I did still have like a good group of friends, but in the situation of like, what you're saying is if you feel like you don't have that like good, support system right now it it is worth seeking out because you're probably experiencing discomfort in some facet of your life anyways so you might as well do it in like this healthy way and yeah I think it totally ends up being worth it and it's so rewarding like I get the whole mindset of like oh I have enough friends and you know blah 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 but there's something like awesome about meeting new people like especially if you click with them right it's like oh my gosh like I didn't even know you existed a week ago and it's like now we're having this cool conversation and like I don't know I think there's I think I've I've really discovered that this year is like I just want to continue meeting people all the time and like like taking good energy into my life and like my filter's a lot higher now you know like I'm not like I don't need to have low energy people in my life like I I have mm-hmm. friends so it's like you could just kind of keep building this positive like yeah. network and it's just like oh cool like now I just have like a lot of cool people in my life I made a list the other day I've met 20 people in 2022 that like I would consider like now new friends like, that's a lot yeah. of people <laughs> yeah and like it's cool because you know sobriety probably put you in a headspace where you felt like you could really take that on when you're I know like when I was like drinking and like college and post-college like I was very like stuck in a routine of like I saw the same people every weekend and I saw I did and what we did together was we went to the same three bars like every time you know and when you are 
sober, you kind of are like, well, that life was hella boring. Like I need to like start implementing like new connections and new experiences. And like, that's how you find joy and excitement in your life after you stop. Yeah. And you'll, and you know, this, you'll find yourself doing some random ass shit. It's like random ass shit. (laughs) Tuesday, I went to a breath work class. Like, Oh, I got to tell you the craziest story about this. So I thought it was going to be like super relaxing, like meditative breath work. That's what I thought when I saw breath work class and I get in there and it's like, so 40, intense. So, have you done it? No, but I'm just based off what you're describing. It was like 40 minutes of no pauses in your breath. So like, this is the pattern we did for 40 minutes for 40 minutes. And oh, shit. I was like, this is fucking weird. People were bawling. <laughs> People were like, it was wild. Oh, but having like an emotional reaction? Spiritual, emotional, like okay. what was crazy. I did have like a bit of a journey, a spiritual journey. I'm going to go again because it, it intrigued me enough to be like, did I just have the person like people were crying. Um, but at the end of class, we did like a sharing circle and you could share if you want. And this girl was like talking about this quote that was kept coming to her mind, like open to everything attached to nothing. And she was just like, like, that quote was just coming to me, blah, blah, blah. I'm wearing a hoodie, mind you, this whole class. I raise, like, I'm like, not to be weird, but like, I show them. I have that tattooed on my arm, open to everything, attached to nothing. And like, fucking, the, <laughs> the teacher was like, this happens all the time in class. <laughs> like, this type of stuff is, all, and she like made a Instagram post about it. It was weird, but I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I need to explore that a little bit more, you know? There's cool shit out there, guys. Yeah. But that type of shit is what you'll find. You know, like, you just do random ass things like that. All right. Let's bow out before we tell any more embarrassing stories. I know. I'm, like, thinking, like, I hope no one holds these against me, but whatever. Yeah, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not going to put our name in the uh, description for this one so that no one can search our name and it pops up. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Have well, a good thanks, week. Thanks, guys, for listening. Bye. Bye.